So everyone, if you just want to gather in again, we've just had a slight change in um, plans and not, not, not all the interiors know about this, but I think what we'll do is just because, you know, it's, we weren't sure how many people would be here and I think it's going to work if, just, if we ask each of them just to talk just very quickly, like not, it's not a full presentation, but, you know, just, just for a minute, just about their work. I think that would be quite nice to hear directly from them. So, who wants to go first? I mean, that's all, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and just maybe point again, yeah. you know, just remind people where you were. Um, yeah, so I'm Josh. My experiment is the frame with the three squares outside. And with it, I was sort of looking at blurring the interior of the M Pavilion and also the city, and kind of using reflection as a way of bringing different views um, of each space and your own kind of perspective of the object and the apparatus and kind of making a question where the boundary between what's outside and inside um, is or where that lies in your own kind of perception of the apparatus. And just as an experiment, seeing how the um, angle of reflection and being able to rotate the frame shifts that view and shifts your perception of the interior and exterior relationship. Um, yeah. So campfire sort of protocol, which means you just hand it on. Next person. Since you're closest. Great. Hello. Hi, everybody. Um, well, I'd firstly like to admit that I'm a PhD student at RMIT University. Um, I've been hanging out with um, these third and fourth years in the in, in specialization partly because Susie's my main supervisor and she invited me to join. Um, my practice is choreography and performance. Um, and f it's been really great to think about how um, uh, smell moves, which is what my experiment has been. So I've been lighting these incense sticks and wandering around and talking to people about smell and smelling and having conversations and telling stories and listening to stories. Um, I know you want this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Madison. Um, my experiment is the little mirrors out on the hill out there. Um, it's called proximity. And um, this semester I've been looking at this whole idea of the horizon line and um, the sight lines and the views from above and how they can sort of um, direct your orientation in a space um, in an interior and an exterior and use that as my base to sort of um, experiment with this whole concept of perspective and when um, this whole idea of the orientation being flipped from above and then putting it on the ground and sort of how does that reflect on how we feel and orientate ourselves in the space. So, yeah. Hello, uh, my name is Madeline. I'm an exchange student at RMIT, and my experiment is over there on the second stair ledge. Um, it dealt with uh, reflection um, primarily, and so I had I had brought about a full-length mirror around to the site uh, in the hopes of, um, well, actually inspired by one of the original M Pavilion renders, how the exterior uh, actually reflected the landscape bringing the exterior into the structure itself and how they designed um, the landscape kind of being taken up into 
um, the structure and pavilion. Uh, so also playing with perspectives, I think mirrors open up a interesting question on containment and um, how the reflection looks like it's expanded the interior itself, even though it takes up no extra physical um, physical matter. So those are a couple different things I was, I was looking at. Hi, I'm Liz. I'm also an exchange student at RMIT. Um, my project is the soundscape up in the top right corner of the rotational seating. Um, it's called Pulse, and so I chose this because I started looking at a pulse within us, which is like an energy or an intensification. And then I took that to the city and the gardens and found it as a visual intensification or movement within both. And so there I took away the visuals and listened and sat down and mapped what I heard and began to see the rhythm and movement um, within both and how they kind of related or didn't relate because of the drawings I created. Hey, I'm Zach. Uh the hoops up on the back bar uh, is my experiment. Uh, basically working with perspective and bringing uh, the exterior to the interior of the pavilion, um, emphasizing that aspect of the main concept behind the pavilion. Uh, and you can interpret it how, or look at it however you'd like, really, but the ideal perspective is across behind me. Um, there's a bit of confusion about that, so I wanted to clear that up. Um, so you might have to look around a bit, trying to line up the statue um, outside of the pavilion. Uh, to bring that within through perspective. I'm Erin. Um, mine is right behind me here, and I've had some people interacting with it. It's a device you're meant to sort of pick up and move around with, so thanks for those who have actually interacted with it so far. Um, the question I've been looking at is, um, is seeing in being in? Um, so I've been curious about whether, if sorry, if we see ourselves in a reflection or as an image right next to another place, are we even just for a moment sort of transported to this other place, traversing time and space, I guess? Um, so the device is meant to... You're meant to follow the instructions with the device and you're sort of meant to explore this idea through through the device. Hi, my name is Agnes and my um, experiment is up there. Uh, it's a mirrored box, viewing box. And it's about giving back the changeability of the environment. When you look into it, you can move uh, the three-sided mirror inside. And uh, so you see many fragments of the environment in the same time in one picture. Hi, I'm Lauren. Um, and my experiment is tracing terrain, which is just behind me. Um, and it was uh, thinking about uh, different types of inhabitation within Australia and thinking about the urban environment as being a fold of the outside or the countryside. Um, so as a way of working from the outside, looking at different types of inhabitation on the countryside to the urban environment and thinking about our own um, imprint and what that means as well. Hi, my name is Jackie. My experiment, which is just over here, is called Stories on the Birang Yara. Um, and so it was, um, I'm interested in, um, in um, sorry, um, intimate interiors. 
um, and how are they produced and how are they encountered? Um, and then I guess thinking about how do you bring something like that into um, an exhibition for an encounter? Um, so I traversed along the Burang Yara and um, collected objects, um, or I'm now coining them as um, intimate interiorizations in of themselves that tell stories of how the Burang Yara has been inhabited and um, I guess we can sort of look at them and contemplate them here in the context of the Burang Yara being just um, just along there and um, thinking about its past, its present, how we might interact it with it in the future. Hi, I'm Aisha and my experiment is over in the threshold and it is called Experiment 5, Interior from Chaos, Interior as Domestication. And throughout the semester I have been looking at this idea of chaos as being something that um, results in interiorising. So from this chaos we try to domesticate. So we contain something or we rationalise it by bringing it from the exterior into an interior. And that way, yeah... It changes the way that we view the um, urban interior or an interior in general, which, what you may ever think that is. Oh, you're not. <laughs> um, hi, so I'm Shahani, and my experiment is on this step over there, and it was titled Framing the Juxtaposition Between the Urban City and the Country. So what I was trying to see was how everyone would encounter with this piece of signage that has... A confusing, a confusing image, which is um, an image of the city placed against an image of the country. So it's to see like how people's confusion kind of like allows them to interact with each other, and like what type of conversation it brings up. And it's supposed to open up, like also open up the conversation about the country, and just to bring an awareness of like where we're situated and how we can like look past just the city. Um, yeah. Hi, um, I'm Kira. So my experiment is outside on the grass. Uh, it's entitled Being. Uh, I'm interested in the notion of time and also to consider interiors in the notion of time. So my experiment is intends to have people to be uh, attentive and to be aware about their surroundings and to about themselves and, and tends to have them to slow down and um, it was initially to um, design to experiment with water, with the water on, so on the top, on the surface, that can reflect the surroundings and the movement of the, the wind. But uh, when I placed my model on the grass, I, I, f I found out the, there's uh, fog growing from the inside, which is another form of water. So, yeah, and also because it's placed on the, on the grass and if you want to have a look at it, you have to be close and maybe get down uh, a little bit. And I guess that's a, also a nice gesture to show respect to, to life and to be attentive. Uh, 
Um, my name is Milena and um, throughout my exploration experiment I wanted to focus on the idea of um, a container and how it can contain a person or contain a space. Um, so the idea was looking at um, a farmland and bringing in the outback into the city through the exploration of um, growth and what Melbourne City contains within itself. Um, so the experiment was based on a plant being brought into the space and um, activating it by people planting seeds within the container of its own. My name's Kayla. Um, my experiment is called Sight Sound, which is sitting right next to me. So to sight is to refer to, see, hear, encounter and experience. Um, sight Sound is a sighting device which frames the M Pavilion through its mirrored sides and frames the country through the sounds it produces. So throughout the semester, I was really interested in this idea of a frame and how people can um, view certain spaces within a framed device and how they would feel. And I was also interested in the idea of an intimate connection, um, the idea of placing handles on the device acts as an intimate connection between the person and the, and the device. Um, yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Celia. My experiment is called The Grid and it's based on uh, centuriation, which is a way that the Romans used to divide lands. Um, with my experiment, I focused on the shift between the city and the countryside, how people emotionally react to being in the city, uh, in stressful environments, and how they react to being in the countryside. Uh, hi, my name is Amelia. Um, the title of my experiment is The Place of Shadow and Mist, and it's on the computer shown as a video. Uh, I've been looking into the relationship between exterior and interior and how we frame it and uh, I w wanted to look into if I could change the experiment experience of an exterior as an interior by putting it into the computer and slowing down the time, giving people in a public space uh, the experience of an individual um, experience, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, hi, I'm Naz, and my experiment is just behind me here. Um, it's called Within Reflection. So I looked at um, reflect, um, interiorised reflectivity and how reflections and mirrors can reflect um, an exterior source um, in, inside. Um, so I created this cube, um, which can rotate um, 360 degrees, um, to have a, a multiple perspectives kind of um, interiorised as a viewer encounters um, that interior. Um, and I guess as you move it around, um, it uh, brings in um, the urban environment within this countryside that we stood in. Probably not near the... Yeah. Hi, my name's Hannah. My um, experiment's just located out the back here. It's called Barrier. I was really looking at how 
um, this question of where exterior ends and interior starts. And so I've been focusing on how to question this and where this barrier actually starts and ends and why we think one part is interior and one is exterior. So my project, when looking in the c certain spots, it actually brings the exterior into the M pavilion and then the M pavilion interior into the exterior. Um, I'm Eleanor and my um, piece today is called Noise from the Outside. It's a soundscape um, which I'll play again in a moment. Um, it's a collection of rural, residential and urban sounds which um, merging together blur this perception of inside and outside and also thinking about being in the pavilion placed against the sounds from the city around us um, it does shift ones in and out of being and hearing in and hearing from out. So I'll play it again in a moment and you will be able to take a listen. Hi, um, I'm Bella and my experiment was called Mode of Openness and it's up there on the stairs. Um, throughout the semester, I guess, uh, the idea of interior and exterior was uh, a point that I was really interested in and also putting oneself into sort of the blurness of the two. So my experimentations are a set of tools which you can pick up and play around with and they try to create this sort of reflective sort of blurness and putting yourself into... Um, into a space and what that says and sort of having refracted ref, um, reflections, what that can entail and can tell you about where you are in your space as well. Yeah. I think that's that everyone. Well, thank you, everyone, for, for those. Um, I think we'd like to open it up for any questions or comments that anyone has. And maybe just while you're thinking about what to, what to say and I'll, I'll also invite our antique roadshow assessors to come back in for maybe to say some comments as well but I mean you, you probably heard the words countryside being used a bit it's kind of it's a word that came in when um, we found out that we were able to have the event here at the um, M Pavilion and it was just a word that Rem Coolhouse used um, in terms of making a kind of proposition, I guess, in relationship to things to think about in relationship to this intervention here. And um, there was a lecture up at Melbourne University where they spoke about countryside. And um, the proposition was around the fact that um, there's so much emphasis on uh, the urban condition currently because there's more people living in cities now for the first time in history than there is in rural conditions. But um, his... his um, proposition or his point was the fact is that actually cities only in fact take up 2% of the whole of the earth and that there's not enough attention being paid now in a kind of critical research way to the countryside. So it was sort of a term that we brought into our discussions in the class and countryside's sort of not really an Australian term. You know, there's things like outback or um, bush those kinds of things. And then, of course, there's also country, which is um, a word that's very much associated with Indigenous culture. And so, you know, like, we've had a lot of discussions around 
these various different issues. And, um, you know, it's been a weekly three-hour class and um, we've been working on the pavilion experiments for six weeks. And I just feel like there's a lot of, you know, really nice kind of things that have come in through the engagement with the pavilion that now have lots of potential for future practice and projects. So is there any questions or comments that anyone wants to raise? Come on, now's your opportunity to... Thanks, Tim. Good on you, Tim. So for those of you who have arrived after, you know, like, because some people have arrived after we had introductions, but... Um, we actually have two people assessing all the work as well because this is the last day of class and um, so this is a final class and, and the assessment of the work. So we have Tim Percy here who's a strategist with Bureau North and we have Phoebe Whitman who um, coordinates second, third year design studios in, um, in the Bachelor of Interior Design Honours at RMIT. And so they've been going around assessing all the works, writing on their clipboards. And um, thanks, Tim. Sorry. And can I just, sorry, just also add that uh, they also had it, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, all the students presented their ideas. And so it's great that Tim and Phoebe came along to that. So they've had a sense of where things have kind of travelled in the past three weeks since the initial ideas. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you very much for having me here. It's uh, really interesting to see everything actualised into sight. And I think I'll follow on from that idea of country that Susie brought up and how I'd like to ask uh, for a bit of feedback on how coming into this site and working within the site has maybe changed or evolved your experiments from two weeks ago and um, maybe how you've changed these experiments to look at site and then look at country and how that's uh, maybe affected the experience that people are having now with that experiment and uh, specifically how this site, you have dealt with it. So I know a lot of people have dealt with either the threshold of the site or the exterior of the site or the interior of the site, but how specifically this changed when you got into this space and experienced this space maybe without everything here or without anyone here. Um, so yeah, I'd sort of like to start a conversation around that. Would anyone like to answer? Ideas? Thanks. Um, I think that it might be dependent on each experiment, but for me it was about um, perception and response. So it was sort of... I, I sort of um, looked at the M Pavilion site as an offering to the city, and so I thought of my experiment as an offering as well of, say, information and how that might um, open up perception as well. So whether you start to think about, I mean, even if information is valid or not, so whether it's, it could not be real, what I've sort of put forward, and then also thinking about what else, what other information there is as well. Um, but depends on anybody else. Um, so I think it was interesting because when we went through the readings and stuff, we were thinking about how to create, like the interior or the space we were creating is being created in a space that doesn't really have like a formal construct. So like the interior space isn't bound by four walls. So for my experiment, when I was making it, I was just assuming like, oh, it was gonna just be placed anywhere. And then what happens around it would kind of become a boundary of 
the interior of the experiment. And then when I came here and then I like, like began to understand like, okay, this is how like people would sit down and where people would walk through, like that kind of changed where I'd position the experiment. And then um, finding out that the benches are made with ply kind of informed like what materiality would be used because I wanted to try connect with the space as well as create something that would kind of be completely different. Um, yeah. Uh, so for mine, um, uh, using reflection, it was the experiment I had thought about using it because of uh, first renderings, like the pavilion wasn't even built yet when I had thought of these experiments. And um, I saw once it was being constructed, I actually did my experiments while it was being constructed. And I had a, a little girl come up to me um, and told me what she saw in the mirror, which this whole time I had been trying to trying to grasp the whole concept of the M Pavilion and what it was trying to do through this mirror, get the big picture. And she, she said that she only, you know, she saw herself and she saw, she saw me, but she had nothing to do, or she saw nothing about, you know, the countryside or what I was trying to look at with the M Pavilion. Um, so that made, made me look at some really different perspectives with the mirror and start doing uh, different things like this little girl had been doing. Um, so once it was built and it did not have a reflective surface or wrapper per se is what I was playing off of narrative of a wrapper, um, that made me think of more of like representational how I could still relate it back to reflection and a reflection is temporary right it's not held within the mirror forever and um, same with this M pavilion it's not going to be here forever but there are certain intensities and moments that will be in this M pavilion that are more long-lasting, like the reflection in a mirror as well. So um, I was still able to connect that to the site that ended up housing or interiorizing my experiment in of, it, in of it itself. Um, so my, uh, my experiment was directly influenced by uh, the site, actually. So. Um, Initially, I wanted to create a three-dimensional sculpture um, that uh, uses anamorphism, which is basically, from one perspective, it looks like one thing. From another, it doesn't. Um, and just start using the rotation, rotating seating. Um, but Phoebe actually asked me a couple of weeks ago, why not try to emphasize part of the site with my concept and with my idea, with my object? So um, I took my, my idea um, into the site, uh, sat here for a while, and tried to figure out what I could emphasize, which is when I saw the statue, which is what I'm emphasizing with my, my thing. So yeah, very very much directly influenced by um, the pavilion itself. I think um, that what has been brought out, the potency of site and I guess the potency of countryside and how people uh, inhabit that space and are connected to it. And I think the experiments that are really, 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 really interesting and uh, effective within this space are the ones that have really taken site into um, 
into the way they've been delivered, whether that's how they've been presented, whether that's the content that they house, whether that's the focus that they are pointing to or making you interact with or that experience. So I think it's it's been really interesting to see the last couple of weeks, I guess, from where I saw them two weeks ago and to today and see how they've changed possibly because of this uh, inhabitation of site and this experience of site. And I think the development through there. Vivi, just while you're thinking about what you're going to say... I mean, I guess, you know, I've learned a lot as well. And um, one of the big things has been around thinking about time. And um, again, you know, this kind of conversation uh, with... There's been other conversations in here with the architects and so on. And when there was one with Rem Coolhouse and, and some other architects, there was this discussion around... Because um, Rem Coolhouse was saying, you know, we should always be looking to the future... And he's sort of very keen on how we might think that. And then there was a, somebody else who was talking about history and with reference to Indigenous past and so on. And I guess just the thing that for me is so sort of, you know, like very complex and very important to think about is how we don't think about time in a linear way anymore, like past, present, future, but really how it's all kind of here in a sense, like the Indigenous... Um, culture is is very current. You know, it's not a linear sort of past, present, future. So, you know, there is this very strong sense of how this is is country. And then there's the um, Queen Victoria Gardens here, and Queen Victoria who named Melbourne statue over there, and the marble being brought from somewhere, and then the M Pavilion here. So, I mean, I think it's really amazing when you think about space in that complexity and especially how we inhabit it which becomes an interior question. Phoebe, did you want to... Here's our other esteemed assessor. It was probably just an observation maybe hidden as a question <laughs> about... Um, I've kind of noted and I've spent up to this point um, most of my time with the exterior encounters and I'm kind of interested in how... And maybe it's something I've noted collectively that mirrors are playing quite a key role as a materiality and that they tend to be located on the outside or in the exterior. And I'm just wondering, um, one is, you know, mirrors are incredibly powerful and dynamic and um, I think a lot of the discussions that we had in your last presentations were about the role of materiality and the actualization of encounters with materiality. So I'm just kind of, I guess, asking a question around, did anything change through um, working insight, but also how materials changed or what they kind of revealed to you now that you're seeing mirrors, for instance, perform in a different environment, something not so measured as a studio or where you made it and whether somebody has a comment on that about... Because I think that picks up on this idea of the actualization and the materiality of an encounter, not just the kind of conceptual, explorative process of making, but then actually seeing what gets revealed once things come into the actual. And I think mirrors are obviously playing a key role for a lot of you. So would someone want to maybe respond to that or explain their own experience with that in some way? Yeah. Um, 
I initially planned to place my apparatus right here in the centre and use the mirror as a way of reflecting the city and the surrounding landscape and kind of bringing that in. Um, but once coming to site and actually seeing that the roof line and the exterior kind of um, facade is quite low and the view that it's framing is quite close to the ground, um, I realised that my idea and intention using mirror in this particular location might not be as successful with the ideas that I was trying to explore. So by placing it outside um, and reflecting kind of the interior of the pavilion in its location, I think it's sort of more successful in that idea that I was questioning the relationship with interior and exterior and perhaps maybe after a bit of um, looking at it today and seeing it being activated by people that perhaps I'm looking at bringing the interior to the exterior rather than the exterior to the interior but still playing on where that boundary kind of exists. Yeah. Um, does anyone else want to make a comment? Um, in terms of actualising our experiments and that changing the materiality with my piece, at least, I really had to think about OH&S. So I originally wanted to use pebbles, but I had to think about how that would be like to um, traverse in a public space and like how safe that would be for everyone. And then also presenting that initially, getting different feedback on what that materiality was going to give to people also made me think about what I was going to use and I'd done previous experiments with sand and I, yeah, changed it to sand thinking about the way that it's soft against the hard concrete instead of a hard materiality on top of another hard materiality. We talked about, I think, in your presentation, the connotation of pebbles in this context produced a very different type of encounter in a much more internal, more measured space like of the design hub, for instance. So how you kind of then, yeah, work through the shift of materiality without losing sight of your intention. And I actually, yeah, think that there's something kind of really interesting about the way you translated thinking about this as a new context. Um, so again, materiality setting up a very particular encounter outside of your kind of conceptual intentions as well. Um, with the change of site as well, I um, had to think about the form in which the pile sat. So um, if it was going to be chaotically spread out or in the way that I have positioned it to be in, or to re-domesticate it into its um, very linear form, whereas... In a different site, like the design hub, it kind of worked in its chaotic sort of form. So that was, yeah, the other thing that I thought about with the materiality and the form and site. <laughs> and um, in my experience, um, the mirror is basically, um, it represents movement and... Um, and, and not just mirror, any reflective surface is basically uh, is um, um, yeah, it gives back a movement and it sort of like activates the surface and um, movement is present. It represents present um, and the environment around us. And um, 
the movement usually happens on the, in the outside. So um, in the mirror, when you're standing in front of a mirror, you see yourself, it's pretty much you're probably standing in, standing in one place and the interior is pretty much not moving, but then you see the reflection at the back of the outside where the movement happens. So, um, yeah, using mirror is basically gives back this movement and this active activity of the environment. I was just thinking, everyone's talking a lot about uh, how the experiments may have worked or what they look like. Has anyone got an example of how the experiments may not have worked and how you had to change drastically or how um, it still may not be working and it may be something that's still an experiment and still very valid but may not work within this site or within this space or you may have a different idea of how this is, uh, is now being interacted with seeing or this amount of people, I guess, interact with it as well. Um, what's happened with um, changing the form of the pile into this very linear um, uh, sort of, not a representation, but another way of presenting a mat and one other way to domesticize it is to call it a carpet. What's happened is by making its form very clear is that um, there hasn't been as much engagement with it as that intended. So perhaps if it was more chaotically dispersed, then um, people wouldn't be so tentative to step on it and ruin it. But um, I want it to be ruined. <laughs> Because it's through that process of me then putting it back together that I am re-interiorising the pile of sand. Do you think because you have... I mean, it's installed, I guess, to site quite well. I quite enjoy how it's been installed and been thought about to fit into site. But because of that, do you think it's really made a difference in how people are interacting with it and, like, it's more of, a, it's more of an object that they don't want to touch now instead of a, a, an experience maybe to be had and it's now turned itself into a different experience? where instead of walk through, it's just looked at, and then it's sort of... Well, it's really interesting, because um, earlier, well, a couple of weeks ago, I was looking... Um, I was read something, uh, Elizabeth Gross, and she mentions Bergson about how there is... Um, how we only notice what we want to notice. So it's really interesting seeing how some people who are just, like, more um, engaged by the pavilion won't notice it on the ground and then they'll step over it and then as that sensation beneath their feet changes, they're like, oh, oh, whoops, oh, oh no, I'm just going to try and fix it. And then other people who are looking down will see it and treat it as if it's here an object. Great. Eleanor, did you want to say, I think that we've been talking a lot about um, visual things. Do you want to talk about sound things at all? Yeah, um, so when I was making my sound piece for the assessment last week, I was really interested in the idea of collecting sounds that would be from the surrounds of this pavilion. So there were some recordings of trams or people, birds. So presenting that in the building was a totally different experience to what it is here. And I feel like it is working quite well here in that way of blurring um, where the sounds are actually coming from. So um, thinking about ideas of locating or disorientating, um, hopefully there has been moments where you're hearing maybe a bird through my soundscape thinking that it is a real bird live version, but um, 
in fact, it's the sound piece. So um, I think for my experiment, it is more successful in the pavilion um, than in a building, maybe. So, yeah. Um, I think um, with your experiment, Eleanor, like it's working um, really interestingly with everyone else's because then it becomes the soundtrack for how we sort of see everyone else's work. And because the sounds are very recognisable as being, you know, what we would hear sort of every day going to work or going to uni or... Um, and then seeing the experiments, I mean, at least I think maybe more for me because I've got these sort of objects that are like... Um, bits of rubbish, bits of nature um, and sort of how they kind of act as how you sort of view those objects and the same with like say Lauren's work um, when you observe hers of maps of Melbourne and then that being a soundtrack to that as well is kind of interesting We might just leave it there and organise at some point to have this rotated, but you're all going to have to get off. I'm sorry, you can't. It's not a merry-go-round. We're not going to be able to spin you around. Um, but, yeah, I mean, keep having a look at the work. The work is going to stay... The experiments are going to stay up until 3.30, um, just also to allow time for our esteemed assessors to finish, you know, the, writing up their reports and so on. Um, and so, yes, feel welcome to keep keep the conversation happening on a one-to-one -one basis. But I think we've, we've, got, we've got a visit by the embassy coming at three, so that's why we have to sort of stop having a kind of round-robin round discussion. But that's quite exciting too. It's the, I think it's the Netherlands embassy with Naomi Milgram. So, all right. Can we organise to have the Tribune rotated now, or do you think...? Okay. Thank you. We'll get on it. So now the actual pavilion itself is going to show us how it's an experiment. <laughs>